I don't know, can we say bad words? Oh, can, I say, can I say the F word? Geraldine's hosting it. Bad I words will be said. I got in about half an hour ago from a producer for swearing so much. So fire away. Because <laughs> uh, Australians, we can't not swear. It's in, we can't. We're convicts. Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Motherfuckler, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words and words from Ireland. I am today's host, Geraldine McAvoy, and I'm joined today by our usual contributors. I'm Pather Koivonik. And I'm Emer Duffy. And we have a very special guest today. Hello, Brianna Perkins. G'day. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. As some of you eagle-eyed listeners may notice, Brianna is Australian. Oh my God, you can tell it from her accent. So hello to all of our Australian listeners, if we have any. I don't know, have we ever had contact from Australian listeners before? Yeah, yeah, I think we've had mailbags from Maybe. Australia. Yeah. Good or bad? Always good. Okay, always good. good. An good, amazing, good. And a great bunch of people, the Aussies. Great bunch of lads. Well, the books were, were pretty popular um, in Australia. Kind of Irish-speaking um, exiled because <laughs> <Yeah, of course, laughs> hanging out in pubs because Oz is full of paddies. Like it's yeah. just absolutely County Bondi. I actually yeah, heard Kudji. the most nuts story in the world today in work. I work with um, a lot of electricians and electrical engineers. Uh, we have this new guy on the team, and I was like, "Oh, you know, so where are you living?" And he was like, "Oh, you know, we just bought a house wherever." Uh, he was like, "Because we've just come back from Australia," and I was like, "Oh, cool." I said, "How long were you there for?" And he was like, "Well, I did six years, and then I commuted for the last sixteen months." And I said. You what? Excuse me? He's like, yeah, I, I commuted to Australia. What? And I was like, what? what? From where? Yeah, from <laughs> Ireland. He used to like fly over. He'd do like, it was like a month on and a month off. Oh, was you so working in the mines or something? FIFO, FIFO yeah. worker, fly in, fly out, which yeah. is your first bit of Australian slang. Yeah. FIFO. 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 <laughs> yeah. What? People do that to Australia? Because I feel like there's closer places uh, to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. He must have been working probably in the mines where you're getting really good money. Yeah. And if he was that specialised, I probably like, was subsidising his travel. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Working in the mines. What is this, 1800? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah they, they build these big um, iron ore mines in the middle of nowhere. And to, to make it attractive to work there, they just bump up the salary. So my friend was working as like the guy who presses literally the, the up and down button on the boom gate. He was getting over 100,000 Australian. So what's that? About seventy thousand euro a year just to push an up down button. What are we doing? And <laughs> our nurses are struggling. Yeah, and rugby dads are complaining about the Lewis drivers. The catch is you, <laughs> you have to live in like a, a like a metal shack in the middle of the outback for six weeks at a time with no rest. Great deposit for the old mortgage oh, though. Right. People are doing that in Dublin yeah. anyway. So yeah. Paddy, Paddy's are coming back from Australia loaded loaded with the deposit for the mortgage and then realizing that there's nowhere to buy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But there's this weird kind of side industry. Um, of this, these things called skimpy bars. So because there's no women, it's literally like the Wild West frontier. There's no women. You've got to ship the women's in. So you have bartenders called skimpies and they are normally topless bartenders who work in the pubs. And there's been outcry because they're trying to shut them down due to like health and safety issues. Mm. Like if a nipple gets too close to a beer tap, a cold beer tap, oh, that's ow. gone. Yeah. That, oh. that, that was not the health and safety issue that I thought it was going to be. No. And yet it is now the only health and safety yeah. issue I will think of. The only health and safety uh, issue. Skimpies. Uh, Second Australian word. And how much oh, How much do they earn in a year? <laughs> uh, a fair bit because they truck in actually a lot of Irish and English. I'm not going to you know say any names in case any mammies are listening. Uh, backpackers will go and do a two or three month stint and that's a year paid does, off. Does that count as your regional work? 
You know, it might. <laughs> but if you're entrepreneurial enough, it might. <laughs> Get okay. someone to sign off and say you're picking apples for... <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? Because I don't think I don't this know. was this, it. This is more fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So, Brenna, you would be known to many of our listeners as the erstwhile Sydney Rose. I like erstwhile instead of scandalous... Oh no, erstwhile oh, just means Egypt. you, you, you oh. were that once. <laughs> oh, we'll get into the scandal now. <laughs> uh, you won yourself, you won yourself a, a, an adoring nation of fans by nailing your colours to the mast, your repeal colours to the mast when you had the stage down in Kerry. And then you came back, you came back and you campaigned and you repealed and yet somehow like, you're still here. You know we won. I know. <laughs> yeah. I did say, I was like, lads, if you want to get rid of me, like vote yes. And then I'm still here. Um, no, Virgin Media TV were um, kind enough to, to offer me a job a few months ago. And now I'm working on Island AM, the breakfast show. Amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how are you enjoying your, your time? And I mean, presumably you've been over and back a few times. Like, I mean, you were here campaigning and stuff, but... Yeah, this is my third trip back in 12 months, I feel. No, I'll be going home in March and it'll be my third flight and in, in, yeah, doing the 24-hour flight. But no, I love it. I just wrote a piece in the Irish Times and the headline was, um, the weather is crap, but the people are so sound, which is, which is basically my take of Ireland wrapped up in a nutshell. Um, the people are so lovely. Again, today I didn't have the correct change for the bus and the bus driver was like, on, on you get, off you go. Oh, that's so uh, nice. You're working out. Uh, it's just little things like that you do notice. People are very friendly. People take you into their homes. I got adopted for Christmas. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Taken to Carla with my housemate. Oh, Carla. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That, wasn't, that wasn't the right thing. Ouch. <laughs> but the O'Burns were lovely. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm finding it great. I, I find the housing... Like I've just come out of a 10-year housing crisis in Sydney um, where the average house price hit $1 million at one stage and we're talking for like a apartment out in like the equivalent of Lucan. So that's like 700 grand euros? Yeah, just for a, like a place in Lucan. That's like far, far out of the city you for you. You keep dissing Lucan all you want. Oh, no, that I don't, is fantastic. I'm just saying Lucan this in terms of distance. This is what we're here for. In terms fine. of distance, it's about 40k. I'm from, I'm from Clondalk and they're oh. our rivals. <laughs> I live in Bally. Oh, I work in Ballymount, so it's just, oh, yeah, that's, that's just further up the way. Yeah. Uh, so I do find that really concerning, and I feel really bad for young people. Um, yeah, especially in Dublin, coming up and struggling. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been the only downside, shit. really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I think uh, sound. But what did you say? Uh, the weather's shit, but sound. The people, people are sound. Yeah, yeah. I thought Ireland should take that on board. They yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're Mission welcome. For that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that came up with like uh, Dublin, a breath of fresh air? I mean, yeah, yeah. sure. Not Very if you're standing fresh. close to the Liffey no. on those lights. It's grand. Did you put hair on your chest? <laughs> the smell of metal, I find, when you're walking like anywhere near the Liffey. I'm like, just where rust. does that come from? Just rust. All like, the rusting trolleys. Shopping trolleys. Like, yeah. Rotting, but metal. Like, metal doesn't rot, but it smells like it. You know, Dublin used to smell an awful lot better before... Guinness has got their act together and insulated the the brewery because oh, you used yeah, to get the when I was growing up you get the bus into town yeah, yeah. But you, when I was growing up you get the bus into town and even through the bus with all the windows closed you could smell the smell of hops yeah like you K- smell K- cooking smells hops. like that yeah. because of the Smith's brewery it and it's good amazing because, <laughs> because if you get rid of that in Kilkenny 
it's just going to smell like stag parties and hen yeah. parties. It's like um, when you got rid of, when we had brought in the smoking ban and then you're like, oh, pubs just smell of fart all the time. Yeah. That's just all the time. There's no awful. one warned me about the Guinness fats coming to Ireland and you'd be walking through a pub and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh no. So basically, Guinness is the reason that Ireland smells bad. Yeah, getting their act yeah. together and, you know, their mm-hmm. projects. And their projects yeah. going yeah. through yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we've digressed. Yeah, we really have. Covered fats and nipples and... Um, So Brianna you took over our Mother Folklore account Um, was it the time of the Rose Tralee? I I think it was it was was during so yeah I got I got tasked with tweeting during the the live shows I mean we were pretty ecstatic about it I was a little bit like not cool about it (laughs) Um, but when you were on the account what I really enjoyed is you talked about some Aussie slang so I wonder today could you share with us some like Aussie slang that like does or doesn't translate in Ireland, if there's any such thing. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> we had one today with our receptionist. She's like, there's another Australian who works and she was saying, oh, like, you know, I was saying, I'll be rooting for you. Like, good luck on the on the, on the the telly. And the other Australian turned around and said, please stop telling me that because rooting <laughs> is riding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. And the poor receptionist was like, oh, my God, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, look, it never came up in conversation. Um, also, one that I can't get over is, is we use plowing as riding also. So you guys have the plowing championship. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hold it together when it's on the news. Right? <laughs> it's like he's our champion, you know, well, you champion know, plower. All, you know, the, all the politicians. Mary, he's fifty-eight all, years old. And it's like, oh god! All the politicians visit the plowing championships. Yeah, it's, they they it's would. The, it's the done thing to be seen at the, at the plowing championships. There, I, when, when I was when I was sixteen or seventeen, I went to the uh, the international rules game in Croke Park between oh, Ireland yeah. and Australia, and we just ended up standing surrounded by these people from Melbourne. And mm. we had the time of our lives. It was wonderful. It was great. But they, yeah, we started asking them, you know, what 16 and 70 is too? Like, what's the slang words? What are the chat up lines? Uh-huh. So it's like a... a so many. Ge- Guardian, did you ever trip over a branch? What? No. How about a root? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually how I met Perry. <laughs> No, he's got, he's actually, he's more of a, Perry's a bit more Australian than I am because I have an Irish, I have one Irish parent. So he gave me a few. Um, I had to I had okay. to remind myself. <laughs> he gave me this oh, gave me a great one before, which I forgot about. And it's when you're really really hungry, and you're like, oh, I'm so hungry, I could eat the ass out of a low flying duck. <laughs> I've <laughs> heard of that one before. I'm sure my dad has said that. Yeah, I'm so hungry, I could eat a child's arse through a tennis racket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a sugon stool, whichever. Yeah, yeah. Eat, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my wife's favorite is uh, I, I'm so hungry, I could eat the dirty arse of a baby through a gate. <laughs> Oh, That's a good wow. one. I like that one. Um, but my favourite one is, you know, we're not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, I've heard that. That's insane. <laughs> what? <I'm sorry. laughs> Wait, put it in context. <laughs> not I have no idea. It's basically means. a fancy way of saying like, duh, like obviously. So if you're at the bar with your mate and he's like, oh yeah, do you want a beer? You're like, oh, we're not here to fuck spiders, are we? <laughs> And that's and the fancy wow. way of saying we're not here to fornicate with arachnids, which is what my oh, dad man. would say if there are children around. Is that what he said? We're not here to yeah, fornicate with arachnids. That's a that's a Steve Parkins. Yeah. <laughs> He's got I believe, great I believe ones. Your your whole lineage was once put in jeopardy by an encounter with an arachnid. Your granny nearly turned around <laughs> and got is, back on the boat like gone. This is true. They she confronted a huntsman spider, <gasps> which are actually the the biggest and scariest looking spider, but the most harmless. It works backwards in Australia. If it's a small little black thing with a red stripe on its back that's deadly that's bad you're gonna die but if it's a big hairy 
brown fucker basically just staring at you from the the top of the ceiling. He's all right. Keep him. He'll eat no. the he'll eat, eat the, the bugs. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, no, no. No, you've got to have a symbiotic relationship with a huntsman. Like he looks after you, you look after him. But the problem you'd, you'd is have they a don't... symbiotic relationship with a broom in my. <laughs> do you have like do, like are they like? You're actually in your mind. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I just, I can't. Having like, pet spiders, yeah. Like, do you name them? Do you just, like, leave Sometimes, them Sometimes, once or? you name them, you can't kill them. That's <gasps> the issue. And my problem is Jesus. when they when yeah. they get up on the ceiling, because they don't always stick real well, and they'll drop <gasps> accidentally. No, sorry, so once they're no. on the ceiling, they have to die. They've, they've crossed. They've, they've no. wrecked they, the treaty. You were fine in the corner. Yeah. You were fine in the corner, but We have you've a living broken. arrangement. You've crossed You've it. come into the demilitarized zone. And <laughs> so, um, no, I, you should. You should your, next, your next column for the Irish Times should be, like, the people are saying the weather is shit and literally nothing can kill you. There's no poisonous animals. Uh, Guinness farts. They'll get you. They they may be terminal eventually in the long run. (laughs) That is the weird thing about Ireland. There's really nothing, you know, except, you know, other humans that can kill you in the wild. Like, it's really weird that we have nothing. Like, we're we're pretty blessed. Like, not for, you couldn't pay me to go to Australia because there's so many (laughs) things that could kill me. Like, it's just, that's what worries me. And, what I seem to see is Australians are really casual about that. They're like, yeah. It makes you casual. Yeah. It makes you casual. So Fear right now, constant death. <laughs> during this time of the year, normally half the country's on fire and the other half is flooded and facing cyclones. And we're just a really chilled out people because like, you could die tomorrow. You know, there's no point stressing about stuff. Just, just calm down. And in terms of how chill the Aussies are compared to, say, the Irish, how does that work? Are we... Are we far more stressed? Because we we like to think of ourselves as chill. And in European terms, we're very chill. So chill. Much chill than the Germans. Yeah. You're really chilled out in terms of time. So so you can show up late to things and you're on time because other Irish people are going. You know what I mean? (laughs) If someone says, hey, it's three o'clock, you get there at ten past and it's grand. Like, it's, it's fine. Um, not so chill about things like heaters. So I've just copped it, um, from my housemates for turning up the heater too much, which is my bad. <laughs> like I didn't realize that heaters and you know, that's, that's not, that's not okay. And the immersion, the immersion must only be on yeah. enough. I actually, I gave, I gave out to my housemates about two days ago cause they left the front door wide open. And the heating the was The heat on. out. Oh, what, what are no, we still We have gas. That's expensive. That's just insane anyway. I know. the front door wide yeah. Who open. Who raised those people? That's what uh, I want to know. Let's get they, them on the show and interrogate. Yeah. Were they born in a barn? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You're born in a tent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do think we're, we're uh, yeah, like as Europeans go, like I was, uh, during Christmas, I was over in Finland for a while and we ha- we're having a party and like my other half told people to arrive at six o'clock and I was like, Sure, I'll have to, I'll start getting ready at six o'clock. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, sorry, Finland. Finland. So, like, everyone was here on the fucking dot. Too stressful. Too stressful. Sorry, guys, it's six o'clock on New Year's Eve. What are you doing with yourselves that you're here already? Like, get a life, you losers. But yeah, that's just, I guess, yeah, you just have a, when you say six o'clock here, it's like everyone shows up at like, 8.30 8.30 maybe. If someone told me 6 o'clock for a party, I'd be like, a half nine strolling the door. But if somebody so- showed up <laughs> yeah. at 6 o'clock, you'd be, be like, you weirdo, what are you doing here? Yeah. You can help me get ready now because you're here. <laughs> it's borderline yeah. rude to show up on, on time, time to someone's is. house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I can't believe anyone would do it. I organised, organised. my mum had a very big birthday um, just there at the weekend and I organised a party for her. Happy bother, mummy. Okay, yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a, a big number, a big round number. Um, she doesn't want me to say what it is, but it rhymes with Flixty. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we had a, we had a big party for her down in one of the local pubs in Clondalkin, and, and we said you know eight o'clock it was fine. Yeah. And the problem is because I'd organised it, I had to be there at eight o'clock yeah. just in case, yeah. just in case. No, just in case somebody didn't get the memo. It's the only downside is when you organise something outside of your house, 
you have to be there because like so I don't take that approach with pop up graphics anymore. Yeah. Like you know, that starts at eight o'clock. I'll mosey in at about nine thirty because because you're a special guest now. You're that guy. You're no, you're I the just, celeb now. That I just hate it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no, I just no hate photos it. today, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I just hate it because because uh, I, if you turn up, someone is always going to be there on time, yeah. and they're going to ask where's everyone else, and you're going, I don't know. They'll be here, it's and the person that's always points. first is usually really dry. Sorry. <laughs> I do love the term dry shite. Yeah. My, one of my colleagues, Heather, has been teaching me all Irish words. She's like, oh, dry shite. I'm like, dry shite. We don't have an equivalent of that in Australia. We would say shit and then the C word. That is okay. that's what you'd call it's a dry just shite. Say, it's, you can finally say it. So Brian, Brian's going to bleep it out anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But he really did. Uh, the, the, the word cunt is not as serious in Australia as it is here. We have a saying that we call our mates cunts and cunts mates. So... <laughs> If you're in a pub, right. it's true. You're like, mate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's almost a term of aggression sometimes, mate. You're like, you're right there, mate. Like it's a, ooh, ooh. it's oh, yeah. a, yeah. it's kind of a fuck you sort of <laughs> punctuation mark. Um, but if you're calling someone the C word, it's like, oh, hey, like, how you doing? That's a term of endearment. You know that they're close. Um, doesn't go down so well here. So I had to really <laughs> watch myself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's bad enough here. I mean, certainly I know that like I've sort of, Watch how often I say it because you used to say it to everyone and say, yeah. yeah, it's just really casual. But people are getting offended, and if somebody gets offended, you just put your hands up and you go, okay, won't do it, won't do it. But like, it's, I've never God, had someone get America? offended at it. <laughs> yeah, no, and in only America? in America. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. And oh you're just, my goodness. You just, I went on exchange and I realized it in the first hour. Maybe two days. <laughs> no, I think I got to 48 hours and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was other women who, which is odd because the youth. The people who use it most in Australia are women towards other women. I don't know whether that that's a reclaiming thing, like the N word. We've kind of, you know, call it like colonized it for ourselves. But in America, it's not. The same. Yeah, and not cool. I find that we, like we were just having my our producer was chastising me about my swearing, and I was <laughs> saying I didn't realize that I swear so much no, until don't. I moved to America, and they were like, it was again, it was women who were like, you swear so much for a girl, and I was like. I don't know how I feel about that. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a really weird thing that I, up until that point, and until I started doing the show and I bleeped all of the fucking time, yeah. like I didn't realise how much I swore. But yeah, uh, maybe I would fit in in Australia. Though. You would. Maybe that's where I need you, to be. It's, it's, it's kind of like saying I'm an R between words sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know this fucking, fucking, fuck yeah, this yeah. fucking thing. Hi, this is Tara Flynn. I've got Taranoia. That's right. Paranoia with a T. I put the T in paranoia. Taranoia. That's the name of my new podcast about my own insecurities and fears and the lessons I've learned by being a big old thick, a big Egypt. But we're all Egypts and we're all only doing our best. So if you'd like to share some Egyptry with me and hear some great guests every now and again, why not join me on the Headstuff Podcast Network for Taranoia. Um, so in, in addition to dry shite, have you picked up any other Irish slang that you found like oh, I do. useful? There was one word and I was like, I like the word sound because there's, it's kind of no other equivalent. Like, it's just like, it's good. You're all wrapped into the same thing. Like, it's just, I also love the way you say like, um, like, oh, I'm after just getting a cup of tea instead oh, yeah. of I just yeah. got a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, that's now slipping into my vocabulary ah, and I can, I can hear it. The next step, <laughs> the next step is the Irish language classes because you're already picking up the syntax. Yeah, we're almost there. I really wanted to pick up Irish language and my grandmother speaks a bit of it. My mum, 
only bets. I mean, we we knew what an age it was because she called us out on a daily basis. So, um, but my grandmother only knew a bet because she had very limited schooling. Um, she grew up in, in my, both my grandparents grew up in tenements, and they always said that the upper class Dubliners spoke Irish, but the working class, very poor didn't learn it in school. And that was basically a way of keeping them out of the public service and from accessing good jobs. Again, this is not historical. This is according to my grandmother. (laughs) Um, So they didn't learn it properly and they hardly spoke it at home. And I always really, really regretted not pushing them a little bit harder on mm. on passing it down. But yeah, maybe see me at a few classes. Hey, sweet. This is a shameless Connor plug. Connor at Tatch here. Yeah. <laughs> this is a shameless plug, but Mother Folklore have the Duolingo class. Oh, yeah. It's it's run by. Get on that. It's run by. Oh, a, a genius, an Irish speaking prodigy. And she it's rules it like by. with an iron fist, like with a dictator. An iron fist. I so, mean, this week yeah. we're learning animals. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So I expect everyone to do their little like, Animal emoji tweets. Are you learning Australian animals? Do you have the Irish for dingo? No. What What would the Irish for dingo be? It's dingo. Dingo. It's dingo. With the fada. Oh, I love that. D i o n g o fada. Oh, uh, for the quail. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a tricky one for you. Okay. Okay. Irukandji. Irukandji. Yeah. It's an it? Aboriginal word, and it describes a very tiny, tiny little jellyfish. Which is Aww. no, Je- no, no, because no, it's no, tiny. Small. Yes, sorry, you said this and earlier. It's, it's it's tiny. You can't even really see them with the naked eye. They're smaller than your your fingernail, basically. And the bastards hang up and the top end around cans, and they only come out in summer when you want to swim, obviously. <laughs> um, and you just have to brush one, and what happens is people have a heart attack. Not they don't, they're not from the poison, from the pain. <gasps> And then it gets better. Gets oh, better. Sorry, this is better. <laughs> so one of the other symptoms of getting stung by an irukandji is an impending sense of doom. So not only are you in so much pain, you also get really panicked because you know you're dying and like your sense of fear gets heightened and then you have a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> this is like so the Australia the, is so the, fucking real. And it's, the, it's all around the Great Barrier Reef, which is where you want to go swimming and snorkeling. Yeah, yeah. And the Irish still go. for jellyfish is a smuggler own, which translates directly as a seal snot. <laughs> but that is way too yeah, cute for an Irukandji. We need a better one for that. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to, oh my a God. A bastard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Satan shit. jizz. Yeah. I don't know. Something awful. <laughs> Satan jizz. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. This, this episode is going to sound like somebody playing a Casio. Like, beep, 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 beep. beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> is jizz a swear word? That's I don't, not a swear I word. I really don't know. I really don't know. We're going to have to put in a warning for the kids. Yeah. Maybe. I was just going to say, instead of like even trying to bleep these out, we'll just put a disclaimer at the and very it's beginning. Not, it's not we have even... an Australian. We're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have an Australian, and for some reason, Garrodine ends up talking about jizz. Yeah, I just thought it was a good one. Come on, I'll contact Termidotty in the morning, and you'll see. It'll be on their website. Irukandji, yeah. <laughs> Although, if it's Spe- Aboriginal. Spell him a jowl. Oh. <laughs> no need. You're either, you're either. If it is Aboriginal. If it's just, Aboriginal, yeah, we just, just stick with it Irukandji. Irukandji. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, not only will we stick with Irukandji, but I'll stick the fuck away from Cairns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's actually very beautiful. Um, you know, people like again, Perry, the boyfriend, is he's gone in the middle of stinger season and they basically like wrap your wetsuit closed and make you wear like a balaclava, like a full kind of like raw mask under the cheapers. <laughs> and you're fine. They make you put Vaseline on as well so they can't get in and then goggles oh, on top. But. Stinger season. That's yeah, a reality. Stinger season. Yeah. The, the idea that there's something smaller than your fingernail that could sting you fatally. 
terrifies yeah. it's me. It's the impending sense of doom. doom. That's yeah. the terrifying bit. Like it's I mean, not I even was, the heart attack. I was okay. Worst. I was okay with the big hairy spiders. It was even okay with the little spiders with the red stripe around because I've got shoes and I can stand on things. <laughs> yes. But at your most vulnerable, yeah. when you're rocking that sweet you're red swimming. pair of speedos. <laughs> out there yo my send us a pic next time <laughs> <laughs> and they're just you just go up there and you're like why are the beaches so empty they're beautiful white sand and blue and splish splash oh yeah, dead bending sense of doom stingers uh-huh. oh man oh god can we move on yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get back to slang <laughs> so Brianna you brought us a nice list of slang sorry yes. we only got to two bits sorry so, sorry Look, <laughs> please Share with us some more of your Australian slang. Um, I think I explained this. I think I failed to explain what a bogan was. It's yep. it's a rare. I'm fascinated by this. By, by this. Right. And is this, this is, another small thing that can kill no. you? No, it's no. a large thing that can, can kill, kill you. you. Oh, great. It depends <laughs> what pub you're in and and what way he's what driving. You, what you've said to his <laughs> missus. Um, uh, bogan. It's 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 odd because it's kind of like it's not really a culture. It's not really someone who lives in the country. It is a bit redneck. Um, it is maybe a bit chav, chav would be the word, but it's not mm. as derogatory. Like everyone is a little bit bogan. We've all yeah. got a bogan inside us that, that comes out. This is the, the reason I'm fascinated by it is because the only, the closest equivalents we have is like the English word chav and then the the Hiberno-English words like skanger and scumbag yeah. and things like that. But they're very classist and they're very loaded. Mm. So is bogan, mm. but it's kind of been reclaimed because yeah. Australian society, I I it is said to be more egalitarian. Yeah. You do have things called cashed up bogans who um, wow, new money. Wow, kind of <laughs> because in Australia, um, again, the mines and the trades are very well paid, so you can get plumbers on over a hundred grand a year. People with no sort of formal education and their children go to university, and everyone gets pushed up, but they're still very bogan <laughs> in their in their their culture and the way they hang out and the way they dress and the way they do things. So even at the top of the chain, even at the top of the echelons of society, you will find elements of boganness, which will be things like, you know, supermarket cheese off Jats biscuits and <laughs> you know, big plasma screen TVs and you know, people just glued to sport and yelling, <laughs> you know, fuck at the sport and you know <laughs> That's who we are. We I, have a prime minister who, and again, he's like a very well-educated Bob Hawke, one of the most loved prime ministers. And every time he goes to the cricket, everyone goes, one for the country, Robert. And they hand him a schooner of beer, which is slightly smaller than a pint. And like this 80-year-old man drinks it in one gulp. He's got the the Oxford record for like the, the yard glass that hangs up in Oxford is our ex-prime <laughs> minister. That should be your only <laughs> qualification yeah. to be prime minister of a country. That's who we are. We're, we're proudly Bogan. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. That's our a good prime, one. Our Prime it, Minister came to a pop-up Gwaltic and was sculling pints, but um, it's not an image he's proud of for some reason. Oh, is, is it because he got a selfie with you and you were like, well, you big shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hold this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was at the Kylie concert and Leo was, was behind me having a boogie. <gasps> he's having he? a boogie? What are, what, okay, okay. What are his moves like? Uh, oh, they have to be better got, than Ender's. He's got some moves. He's got some oh, yeah? rhythm. Yeah, Do you have an Australian bad. slang word for someone who either can or can't dance? Um, not really, because no. we all can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all, you know, unless you have probably indigenous heritage, and then then you can move. Yeah. Um, the awkward white populations yeah. in Australia <laughs> can't yeah. dance. It's just a shuffle back and forward. You know, um, Same. Oh my god, I'm getting trauma flashbacks because um, strictly ballroom was. Yes. I studied that for my leaving cert. Everyone did. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a text in high school. Baz Luhrmann, yeah. okay, two Australians can dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously the drag queens and Priscilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's true. Amazing. Courtney Ashton. Yeah, big yeah. dancers. I had a question to ask and I've completely forgotten what it was now. <laughs> I'm going to ask oh, one here. Yeah, I'm from Kerry. What was your favourite part of Kerry? Of Kerry. 
I do love Bally Bunyan. Yay! It was it was pouring rain when I went there. Sounds like Bally Bunyan. Yeah, that's Bally Bunyan. And they're like, but it's summer, girls. (laughs) Don't you want to go for a swim? And I was like, I'm Australian, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Big old, here's one for you. So might be motherfucking Irakanjis out there. (laughs) Never swimming again. No. And they're making us eat ice creams on the beach (laughs) in the freezing cold. (laughs) But I loved it. I loved the sand art every second of it. But here's one for you. So when Australians when they don't know is not just a straightforward no. So you go, yeah, nah. <laughs> and if you actually want to say yeah, you go, nah, yeah? Like, nah, yeah? Like, I could do that. Yeah, nah. It's like, absolutely fucking no way am I doing that. <laughs> I think we kind of have something. We, something, that, I, yeah. I, we yeah. have, we have like, you know, like I will, yeah. in Australia. Yeah, I will, yeah. yeah. I'm never doing <laughs> Not it. Not doing that. Not doing that. I will, yeah. But also we use yeah, no, as like a, a sort of a, a, a something to fill a space, yeah, like a, uh, or a fuck it, fucking, uh, fucking <laughs> bloody, fucking bloody. Uh, uh, we just go, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, if no, I was yeah, thinking I of something, if someone asked me a question like, "Oh, Imer, will you do this?" Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, will this work? Yeah, no. My favorite yeah. thing is when an Irish person is listening to you. And to show that they're listening, they say, yeah, but yeah. they breathe in as I say, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, 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 interesting town in Sweden where they all say yes in that way they say it it's, it's this like it's the thing in Sweden yeah. they go and they just say you but they inhale and they say it and it's like a, people in Sweden think it's great. the weirdest thing and I was like I was see, watching it it was shown to us in our Swedish class and I was they were like oh isn't it so weird and I was like no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what we do <laughs> I was just kind of more dramatic like yeah <laughs> What is the name of the Swedish town? Is I it Portlaoise? I think it's... No. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt a kindred spirit. People were laughing at them. I was like, no, it's, no, it's, it's them not, who had the problem. That's not funny. <laughs> so we can't have an Australian in the room and not mention, I think that the biggest connection that Irish people have to Australia, apart from having family members there, is home and away and neighbours. Why is it so big in Ireland? Who knows? Talk to us about it. Is it as big in Australia? Definitely not. Like, Neighbours got moved off the, the main channel. We've got some <gasps> bad news no yeah, on the second channel now. And Home and Away is still big. Okay, good. Home good. and Away is, is still big. I've never watched it. I'm the worst Australian what? ever. It, it, for some reason, when I was growing up, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than... Oh, fuck all three of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when I was growing up, our telly was chock full of Australian television. I did, for some reason, you RTE got Border Force just still. bought it all in. Oh, Border Force oh, yeah. Which makes you secretly racist. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you really racist because like, there'll be someone coming up in the queue and you're like, oh, they they could they could be from this country. They're definitely smuggling runner horn. Like, it does... <laughs> It turns you into being a bit of a racist. You know, you know what my favourite episode of Border Force was nothing to do with racism. It was a flight in from Wellington to, to Sydney and Air New Zealand gave everyone on the flight an apple 10 minutes before they landed <laughs> and nobody left it on the plane and they all got pegged by Border Security. So, Why didn't you declare your apple, mate? I, like, I, forgot, I forgot they gave it to me. The fucking Kiwis. Uh, <laughs> they're the loveliest people and they do some really cool stuff around native language. So 
um, over the New Zealand Rose of Maia, who is not Maori, but she could speak fluent Maori and she had gone to classes and that was her specialisation. And it's really cool um, in post-colonial countries. Like Ireland has done a great job with keeping their language. Australia's done a fucking shit job. Um, Indigenous languages uh, are given not really a lot of money and people, Mm. you know, go out and above their way to keep their languages going. There's like over 200 separate um, nations um, of Aboriginal people and they all have different language groups. But, yeah, there's, there's still ones that some of them have been lost, unfortunately. Some of them are still going, but the, the Kiwis and the Irish are really all over the the, the language. Yeah. Good it would be too, aren't we? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Potter is busy being a, a rugby dad. Rugby dad, yeah, yeah, that's it. And them Lewis drivers, but... Uh. <laughs> Slinging it back then, sorry, to slang and home and away because I had a question. Oh yeah, sorry. The other thing before before you do, sorry, sorry, sorry. The other thing that I was that I was raised on. The other thing that I was raised on was like round the twist. Yes, the girl from tomorrow. Yeah, I remember that. It was like I don't have no idea why round the twist and the girl from tomorrow were on, but every day four four thirty because they were deadly. That's why. Brilliant. I've got friends who love watching round the twist and (laughs) they like to. They like to smoke a jazz musician's cigarette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a bit of the marriage... A wake The marijuana, as my mum calls it. Oh, yeah. And then they watch Round the Twist, which is oh, the worst show to actually, do when you do that. that's fantastic. I have to do that. I have to watch that. Yes, that's a plan. I don't even smoke weed, but now I will Just so that watch, I can watch Round the Twist. It's on Netflix at home. I uh, Hopefully oh it'll my come God. out here. We yeah. don't have it on Netflix. What's oh, that listen, about? There are ways and means. There are ways and means to get a bit of netflix.com.au going on. <laughs> a, bit, a, a bit of VPN VPNs. there now. Yeah. VPNs. <laughs> but sorry, speaking of the slang, so my favourite thing about Home and Away is, I know you don't watch it, it's Alf Stewart <laughs> and saying a flaming gala. Is that a thing? Oh, tell me that it's a thing. No tell me. Lie to me. No. 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 You, you call someone a pelican, you're like, you fucking pelican. <laughs> and, that means like that means the same as a galah. It's like a you know Egypt like yeah. kind yeah. of you're harmless but you're or you're a muppet, muppet. You're a, a pelican. Or you're I'm actually I'm gonna call someone a pelican from now on yeah. because it's just it's so G-rated but yeah. so offensive like, <laughs> like a pelican. You're like oh, <laughs> you're a bleeding you. pelican. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hang on then. Is a galah? Th- what is a galah? Is a, a galah is similar to a cockatoo. Which you probably oh, makes no sense to. Okay. No, 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 you're familiar a, with the concept. It's, of it's a, a pink. It's a nice pink bird. Basically, I just thought it was a, a derogatory term in Summer Bay. There you are. Just, just in just Summer in Bay. Summer. Localized entirely to the Summer Bay area. In the Stewart household. That's yeah. literally oh, that's just flaming glass. There's a whole weird meme culture around Alf Stewart in Australia. A very Ooh. dark, dark <laughs> meme culture. How do you no. get in on this? That you should look up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like there's a thing. There's mm. stickers being made up saying Alf Stewart's rape dungeon. Like there's a whole. Oh no, Dark I don't want to get on this. No, that's going to ruin so many childhoods. It's going to ruin so many childhoods. I mean, Home and Away is easy to make fun of without going dark. Come on. I mean, the storylines <laughs> yeah. are fucking insane. The, like. <laughs> there's an episode of Juvenalia that came out later where they, they interview Fair City actress. Have you come across Fair City? By the I've way? heard so of Fair you, City. Yeah. I've never watched an episode. It's our version of Home and Away. Yeah. It's, um, it's delightfully kitsch is the best way that uh. one can describe it. But one of the fabulous actors uh, who's on that is Roxana Nicolim and her juvenilia topic was Home and Away and I'd never watched Home and Away but it was just done in such an accessible way that like by the end of it I was like oh yeah you're flaming glad yeah <laughs> fair dinkum there's been some important plot lines there was like the first gay marriage yeah. there was you know all kinds of storylines at teen pregnancy and that was like you know the hot topic of the day was on Home and Away mm. but they have they keep falling down mine shafts and there's no fucking yeah. mine shafts near Sydney like I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing not it's in Palm not, Beach it's not even like they don't even mention the city that they're near they're just like oh, oh Leah had to go out of the city and then you never 
Brasilia again. Yeah. So like, presumably the city is like. Oh, we I don't used know, to we used to do like that in the fifties and sixties. Used to just send girls away. Yeah, yeah. I was just They're gonna say it's strangely familiar. Yeah. You have to go up to the city. She went up to the big schmuck and oh, never yeah. see her again. Yeah. Never, Leah. Leah, Leah well, it's more like in in Sydney. Leah moved to Newtown, dyed her hair blue, and is you know <laughs> studying. She's a vegan poetry now. slam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, home um, and away. Uh, have I missed anything, guys? Favorite Irish words? <laughs> oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have them? Yeah. Ah, so, so every time uh, we have somebody on the show, we ask them what their favorite Irish words are or if they have any. Now, you are obviously, you don't speak, as you've mentioned, you don't speak any Irish, but if you have a fa- favorite Irish slang word or a favorite Irish Irish word, we'd be happy to take it. Crap, you put me on the spot now. I think deadly, because I've said this before, deadly is also used in Aboriginal communities. And we can't figure out if... Um, there's a lot of recorded interaction between Indigenous and Irish Australians. In fact, a lot of Indigenous Australians um, have Irish last names. Kelly is a big, big oh, last oh, name. Wow. Kev Carmody, one of um, the best singers um, in Australia, Aboriginal man, also Irish along the line. Um, there's kind of this this uh, myth kind of that Irish men married Aboriginal women, but they just liked to get around and then go back home to <laughs> their Irish wives. But FIFO. Fly out. Yeah. Fly out. Right. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. Um, and and we've come full circle. <laughs> I mean, there were positive interactions. There were like negative interactions where the Irish came over and did to the indigenous people what the English did to them. Oh, yeah. yeah we, were, right. we were awful whores for passing it on. Yeah. Jeez, we yeah. did that in yeah. every continent, yeah. everywhere. Learned uh, fucking nothing. The, the biggest square in New Delhi is called Connacht Square. Oh. Named after the Connacht Rangers who went over there and killed a bunch of the indigenous natives. Yes. There's like a street in Madrid that's called like O'Donnell something. Was there a load of death there? I don't know. Okay. Well, I just remember Brits, seeing a big sign the being kicked, like O'Donnell. Yeah. When the Brits kicked out the O'Donnell, he went to Spain to kill people. We just, we just <laughs> passed like, oh, the The Brits yeah. had a great idea. I just, Everywhere we went. We I wouldn't mind, but I, n- I never Googled it. I, I mean, I was there. So, sorry, so yeah, Aboriginals anyway. used deadly in the same context. And Yeah, and I, I don't know how this came out. I'm not, I'm a really crap historian. There is um, a history of it. I think they're called Shamrock. Shamrock Indigenous, I think, is, is a really good study done by a professor in Australia who knows much more about this um, than I do. Cool. But yeah, I don't know how it came about, but it's used in exactly the same context. And it's really, for me, unnerving to hear um, Irish people just come out with deadly. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so at home, people would say deadly Anna, which is deadly, isn't it? Um, which is pretty cool. They say that, say deadly that Anna. Like, uh, U-N-N-A, Anna. Deadly wow. Like because deadly that's, the, that's the Irish for isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We also nicked another word, yakka, which is means hard work. In or just work in indigenous languages, and we say hard yakka when you're doing hard work. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we've nicked bits of it here. You'll and find there. there aren't very many Irish words for hard work. <laughs> no. <laughs> As a nation, if there was work on the bed, we'd sleep on the floor. <laughs> no, that's only the vegetarians. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Although, if you have a good feed of bacon and cabbage, you can do a yeah. fine day's work. <laughs> I like the Irish word. Um, you call someone a melter, a head melter. Yeah, a melter. Oh yeah, I love that one. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one, a melter. I think it describes a very specific type of or a melt. You fucking melt. Yeah, like, I said so. I said someone the last day was such a melt, and everyone in my office turned around and they were like, "What's that? Who are you working with? Who are these people that you're working with? Like, they need to get out more." Yeah, yeah but like these people are all from like Dublin and Kildare, and they're like I'm getting out enough. What's a melt? Maybe they're just not on Twitter enough. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. That's it. That's and that true. brings us right back to rugby dads, who are, as we know, melts. Melts. <laughs> I love that rugby is a posh sport. 
here, kind of. It's a kind of a posh. We have two rugby, rugbies. Rugby union is a posh sport in Australia. Yeah, we have two it? rugbies. We have yeah. rugby union, which is is the posh one, yeah. and like no one plays it. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got rugby league, which is um, so we call rugby union a thugs game for gentlemen because yeah. it's rougher. You have contested scrums in rugby league. We call that the the gentlemen's game for thugs because uh, it's played by working yeah. class people. And actually, there's a and bit there's of no sectarianism. Yeah. <clears throat> How it started was a bit of sectarianism. So the Catholics generally played rugby league oh. and Protestants played rugby union because rugby union was played by people who could get hurt on the weekends, go back to the desk jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. league was played by manual workers because yeah. they couldn't afford to get hurt. There was no sick leave. That was it. So, so yeah, it's because so, so like rugby union is a thugs game for gentlemen, rugby league footy is uh, a gentleman's, gentleman's game, game for thugs. For thugs. Um, we play Gaelic football, which is a thugs game for <laughs> yeah. thugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what did someone say? Hurlers are mad bastards. <laughs> <laughs> An American friend of mine describes hurling as a cross between field hockey and murder. <laughs> Angry Quidditch. <laughs> Angry Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Rough footage. And uh, on that note, thank you very much, Brianna, for joining us. Um, uh, Motherfucker comes out every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I am your host, Geraldine McAvoy. I've been Pader Kravonik. I've been Emer Duffy. Um, so it's a slant for me. It's a slant, Ramsha. And it's a slant for me. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks to Brian for producing and to Kirsten for the lovely artwork. You can give feedback to Mother Folklore by emailing motherfolklore at headstuff.org. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Today's episode of Mother Folklore contains some rude language. So if you have children listening, you may want to cover their ears or, or just pray for them. <laughs>